0: Welcome to episode 92 of The Local Meta. My name is Fletcher.
1: And I'm John.
0: John. Yes. How you doing?
1: I'm doing the same I was an hour ago.
0: Okay. but It's, it's another week.
1: It is. Oh, okay. um, I may have played Magic and eaten pizza.
0: <laughs> That's a safe bet, usually.
1: <laughs> well, playing Magic <laughs> is usually a safe bet. I don't know about the pizza.
0: Okay. I don't know either.
1: Dungeon's End, is, it, or Dungeon's End did have <laughs> a pizza party uh, on the January 5th, Saturday, because the standard showdown is over. So.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, we're recording this one right after our other one, though. So <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But. All right. So we're going to continue... we're we're continuing our retrospective of uh last year so we um inadvertently talked for an hour about all the stuff that came out last year and our opinions and all the sets kind of looking back on everything um so this year we're actually gonna or this year actually kind of but um so this uh this episode we're actually gonna hit up all the stuff we kind of wanted to talk about um and give our kind of set review year in review-esque thing for um uh 2018, which, as we said, was a good year in Magic.
1: Yep, and by the time you hear this podcast, will literally have been over.
0: So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, science. So why don't Bad. we get? Why don't we just dive on in, and start talking about the things we want to talk about? Because I think we have a lot to say. Still. Yes. All right, John. 2018 yes. favorite set. I'm me to kick it off?
1: Yeah, you do. You you initiate because right. I this know is, you have a shit ton of to say.
0: This is easy for anyone who listened to the last one. Uh, my favorite set was by far by leagues. It was Dominaria. They just they just knocked that set out of the park. Holy cow!
1: Yeah, like flavor wise, mm-hmm. power level wise, with like one outlier called Fairy Hero of Dominaria. The set was just good. It put yeah. good cards into a lot of different formats. The limited format was like—I'm not one who's really prone to saying stuff like this—but it was literally a breath of fresh air.
0: Oh, it was so good after after the limited formats we had before that. Like, like Kaladesh was yeah.
1: Kaladesh, well, Kaladesh was probably the last format before Dominaria. That I actually enjoyed the living yeah. format.
0: Like it was good, it was fine, but then like you get a Moncat, which was bleh. you get. Then you got Um uh, Hour of Devastation, which a lot of people liked, but it was still just Cal Calibet- or still just a Moncat. Yeah, so Moncat like-
1: just ruins me wanting yeah. to even play with those cards in general. Yeah,
0: so. and then Exilant and Rivals of Ixalan was just yeah, and then we hit Dominaria, and there's just so much happening like i i still love drafting this set on arena when i ever i get a chance
1: yeah like the like almost everything was viable the (laughs) fact that like just there was like one ridiculously overpowered card in the in in the set known as multani yeah multani
0: was insane
1: every single color had an answer to him yeah at at like At common or at uncommon, every single color could answer Multani. Yeah. So he wasn't
0: impossible. No.
1: Like, he was really freaking good. And you had to, you know, you had to hope you didn't already waste your removal spell on something else. But Mm -hmm. it's like, it was just such a good format. There was such, it's just really sweet stuff you can do. Like, (laughs) literally a two, three for three in blue was a legit good playable card yep that is is insane
0: i mean some (laughs) of the decks you could draft like what was the last one we drafted i think we went like six and three or something with it
1: the black white historic deck
0: yeah that that black white historic deck was just a party like i drafted I, i drafted a Traxos deck one time that was garbage but i had so much fun like
1: Dude, I was I think in the first draft I ever did of Dominaria, I slammed first pick to Traxos and just went ham on a Traxos wow. deck.
0: It was so it was, fun. It was like, great. There's just there's just so much going on with the set. It was so fun. The, as I said, you said the creative was just absolutely on like the the story and everything hitting with the past was super resonant. Like it was just the set was just phenomenal.
1: Yeah. Everything they did in Dominaria was literally just one hundred percent good.
0: Yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, so there's there's my thoughts. <laughs> it's an easy slam first pick, Dominaria, like yep. for my favorite set.
1: So, I was also originally thinking Dominaria, and then I realized that there's actually a, a different set that came out last year. That while the limited format was not as good, and mm-hmm. the cards that was printed have not had as much of an impact on standard or any other format. The importance of this set coming out is really, really high, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And as a result of that, I think that it is actually my favorite set. And that is M19. Yeah. So, me and Fletcher have spoken many times about how mm-hmm. we love corset limited formats.
0: Yeah, I love core set limited formats.
1: It is very, very meat and potatoes. It's very... Like, the limited formats in general, they're very good for teaching someone limited, they're very good but there's still, like, there is a skill cap, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you have to know what you're doing, and it's I think that's very, very important. But, in regards to Constructed Magic, core sets are just so, so important, because they allow you to print things that you can't just print in random block-style sets. Yeah. Like, you can't print stuff like pithing needle in Amonkhet. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, maybe you could find some way that it would fit yeah. more, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like,
0: yeah. Like it's harder to print them in those sets. Like in a course set you can just kind of do whatever you want.
1: Yeah. And like, not to mention the story that we had in course set 19, which was the story of like Bolas's past. That's not something we ever could have explored in something like, mm-hmm. um, without going into like time spiral style stuff. Yeah. Yet.
0: Like, and, like o- origins really paved the way for that. And origins was also a really good set.
1: Absolutely. Like that's like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like we got to see the planeswalkers before they were planeswalkers and they tied that in very flavorfully. Oh, and then yeah. they did the exact same thing with Bolus, including showing Bolus's brothers and sisters and Bolus's cousin, Vivek, this as Mahdi. And like, it like set this little like nugget of like things we might see in the future and stuff like that. And like, They were able to print and do all these things. It's like, you can't print cards like Amulet of Safekeeping or whatever it's called, even though I don't like the card. Like, you can't... can't, so unfun. (laughs) You can't print stuff like that in normal sets, but you can in core sets, and I think that's super, super important. Like, I just... They can do things with a story in core sets you can't do otherwise, and they can print cards they can't print otherwise. Like, and I think that's so important like they no longer need to print duress in like uh uh ravnica right because they can just print it in m19 they no longer need to print negate unless they want it in the limited format they can just print it in the core set to ensure cards like that stay in the format
0: yeah you and can it just get those staples into the set without messing around and as you know you can as you said you can print cards like you know a johnny's last stand like you know, looking at something from the past or whatever like that. Or just cool, resonant cards. Yeah. Or even, like, rehashes of Planeswalkers, like, you know, getting another Tezzeret and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Like, you can just do things like that. And I think Corsets allowed you to do that. And they once again have that option available to them. And I think that's very, very important. (laughs) Especially now that we're moving away from, like, they've completely moved away from block structure.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I'm I'm super glad they're back. I mean, it, just giving them the it gives them a little bit of freedom and stuff like that. Because like I know everybody is like hating on it, but like the Liliana from the M19, like that's a really niche card. Like you can't yeah. just put that anywhere. But being able to put it in a corset is kind of like okay. Like you know you can get away with it. Liliana's contract. Yep. Like that card, which like it's
1: ridiculously yeah. flavorful. I really mm-hmm. like that card.
0: I I love that card. I think it's cool as heck. But, like, I don't think you could trigger it in the standard format at the time uh, or something.
1: No. Well, you couldn't trigger it in the limited format. I yeah. think you can currently trigger it in standard. Oh,
0: I think you though. can, yeah. But, like, it's one of those things that's like, it's such a cool card, though. Like, And yeah. finding a place to print that is important, I think. Yeah.
1: Yep, yep, yep. Corsets. I love them. I'm glad they're back.
0: Yeah, me too. I, I'm actually very, very happy about that. <sighs> Alright. So I, mean, All right. I, I don't think these were surprises to anyone, so
1: No. Uh also should be a surprise to literally no one ever. <laughs> favorite card? Yeah. Played, printed, or both. Now Fletcher, what was your favorite card of twenty eighteen?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This card has brought me more joy. Than i can express i think like just the amount of times like i just uh, i just love playing this card i just love playing this cards and it was printed in this year so it was um so i can get away with it yours is a played one so <laughs> yep um but ravenous chupacabra oh my god my boy i just love this card every time we make a deck that has black and i just want to put 15 of these in there and we always have to cut it down to like three because that's like the reasonable number and uh,
1: I remember when we were playing Ixalan Block Constructed, and you were playing Esper. Yeah, and I'm like, I think we should only be running like two or three Chupacabra. And I'm and like, you're like no. you're like, I'm never not running four. It's like, all right, it's your get your deck, I guess.
0: It's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I like, played. Uh, I played three in the Chun deck, and I recall when I showed you the list, you're like, I think you should play one more Chupacabra. I'm like, no.
0: I'm like, you're right, but I want you to play one more Chupacabra. Because <laughs> I just want to play all the Chupacabras. I just love this card. Like, I mean, that's part of the reason why I love playing the Murder Kill deck so much.
1: Yeah. This card was literally printed in Masters 25 yep. because, because it was the card they chose out of Rivals because it was the most iconic card in all of Rivals of Ixalan.
0: Oh, easy. Yeah, like, it's just... That card is so good. I just love that card. As, as I've said a bunch of times, but... Yeah, it's just it just feels so good. Plus, in the murder... Like, I'm pretty sure I just built that murder kill deck so I could play four, four Shepakabras, but... Like, also being able to, like, play that killer creature, like, trade it with a creature, and then buy it back and play it again, like... It just is so dirty. Like, oh, this card is... So good. I'm so glad it exists, and I've put it in decks outside of my dumb murder kill deck and standard decks and stuff too. Like in my that uh in my EDH deck or whatever, like this just this is just the best Shriek Maw. So
1: like the biggest downside to building that Obs on the Angels list was the fact the deck could not play Ravenous Chupacabra.
0: That literally was actually the biggest downside.
1: Like everything else about that deck. Almost perfect. Yeah. Couldn't play Chupacabra. Mm -hmm.
0: But So John, what is your favorite
1: card? So my favorite card of the year is a card that was not printed this year. It was in fact printed the year before. Mm -hmm. But it is still a card that I have been singing the praises of and have been playing basically for over a year
0: basically until until it rotated you know, i part, part right yeah
1: yeah i played this card until it rotated out and i played this card very shortly after it was first printed mm-hmm. and this card is glint sleeve siphoner
0: i i've never heard you talk about this card john
1: oh no th- see it's a it's a very secret card that i i hide my feelings for really well mm-hmm. i didn't go out of my way to buy a play set of this card in foil because i loved it so much <laughs> that's insane yeah I heard someone made a comment about this card. They're like, this card is the closest they've ever come to making a Dark Confidant. And it's nowhere near as good as Dark Confidant, but it's mm-hmm. at least okay. And it's good for it's good for like one or two extra cards. Mm-hmm. This person is an idiot. <laughs> Glen Sleeve Siphoner is better than Dark Confidant. Is good for literally killing yourself with it because you will draw i have drawn over 10 cards in a game with a glint sleeve siphoner yeah well technically it was two glint sleeve siphoners you like in the right deck this card was literally better than dark confidant because no matter what you drew you only ever took one point of damage you could never kill yourself with it and in the right deck you would always be drawing an extra card every single turn
0: yeah, like, if you set this up right, you were just never, like, it was just always drawing you cards. Yeah. Not but usually, mention... usually your opponent didn't survive long enough then no. to draw those extra cards, but you know.
1: Not to mention the fact that it was a 2-1 for 2 mm-hmm. with Menace. Which is legit, man. The Menace was so relevant. The card mm-hmm. was a legit clock for a lot of decks, and I had difficulty dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just, it just got in that chip shot damage, which was just super good. Like, I adore Glint Sleeve Siphoner. It was kind of the reason why I picked up Snake in the first place. And, I mean, I love the deck because the deck was gas. But, like, Glint Sleeve Siphoner, I played it forever. I never wanted to ever stop playing it. It rotated out, and it made me sad.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean...
1: I will always remember you.
0: Yeah. Like, that card was super gas, like... Oh man, like I just remember playing some games on Arena with that card, and it's just like, oh my god, like this. It's like
1: it feels like uh, cheating.
0: Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, we'll we'll get more we'll get more on things that feel like cheating shortly here, I'm sure. Yeah. But <laughs> like, man, like, yeah, it felt. I love drawing cards, and so oh. like, you could just sequ- like sequence things properly, and you were just like, I'm never gonna run out of gas, like just. What are you going to do, opponent? Like, it was just so good.
1: It was also, like, one of my favorite cards to board in. Like, I played this card as a four of it in my sideboard play when I played Control. Mm-hmm. It was my favorite card to board in because, like, you have this in play, then turn four, you're like, glimmer of genius, draw two, make it, so I'm going to draw a total of four cards because of this glimmer of genius over the next three turns. Yeah. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like. Yeah. It goddamn. Was a, yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. Side there I will miss you.
0: Yeah. Not that we haven't talked about death, but no. So, on that note, uh, favorite deck.
1: Well, let's see about that. let's see about uh, things that we've talked about at nauseum. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to go with. My, I have a couple honorable mentions first, actually. Yep. Uh, so first off, uh, my murder kill deck on arena. God damn do I love that deck. (laughs) For those who don't know, it's just literally a mono black control deck, and I just have as many cards that just kill creatures in there. And it is so much fun to play that deck. Like like if if my opponent is on control, it's just like, all right, scoop it up, wander away. But like if they are playing any creature based strategy, it's just dear God, like it's just stupid. (laughs) That's
1: that's also not one hundred percent true. You won a game last night against a black red control deck, oh, yeah. Because you kept re- you kept grave back your grave digger. Yeah,
0: I kept recurring grave diggers. Yeah, I just would play a grave digger and then like attack with a stupid tutu grave digger, and they would kill it with a damage spell or whatever, and then I'd just play another grave digger and yeah. you know. and like the whole the whole strategy I had is I was just holding up kill spells mostly in my hand. So that if they tried to like, like one time they tried to lava coil my um uh, grave digger, I just cast down it. <laughs> like,
1: yep, kill your own off. grave digger so you could buy it back the next turn. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: It was just, it was just stupid. Like,
1: and eventually did, they just gave up.
0: That deck is way better than it should be.
1: Yes. Which I
0: mean, which when I say that, I mean instead of like a D minus, it's like like a C minus. Like
1: yes. <laughs> It's it's never going to win, like, a standard tournament. Oh, no. No, 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 no. You no, no, no. literally have no recourse against a Teferi. Like, no. or a deck that wants no. to play Teferi, you die to it.
0: Like, if if a deck plays Teferi, and they aren't absolutely stupid as hell, like, I just can't beat them. Yep. Like, like basically, they have to be like, oh, I'm going to cast a Teferi, I'll plus them, and then, like, not have the counterspell in hand. Yep. You know, it, it's like... You know, I have ways to deal with it, but I don't have a lot of good ways to deal with it. No. You know, so... And the deck cannot put pressure on anyone.
1: No. It's Your like pressure is four pressure. mana tutus.
0: Yeah, my pressure is four mana tutus, and then, like, uh, Twilight Prophet.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. I, suppose,
0: I mean, pressure. I suppose I can get them. Uh,
1: Doom Whisperer. You Whisper. have all Doom Whisperer, and yeah. you have all Bells Unlocked, but I mean... But it's like, you're... by that point, it's like, I mean... Five... Casting a five uh, five mana six six is not putting pressure on your opponent. No, it's just
0: not good enough. Like they're just like lol, kill it, play yeah. my Teferi, you die. I'm like, yep, that sounds about right. But like the deck the deck actually has like a decent matchup against Drakes. Yep. Um, it has a really good matchup against uh, any any mono green deck. Um, and yeah, it's just I don't know. The deck's super fun to play, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, terrible matchup against Mill. <laughs> Shocking <laughs> Shocking, we found that out And I have like I, like, I don't know if I have a good matchup Or like, it, just an okay matchup Against Mono Red It just really depends on how things go
1: Yeah, it depends on what, what how you draw And all that kind of stuff yeah. What their draws like, if they just draw nothing but burn spells You die Yeah. Like
0: <laughs> like any creature based deck It's just like, you will have a tough time beating me And it's like, most of the time I just crush people's souls with it Yep. And it's just, I don't know so my um, uh, my second honorable mention is actually my red white chaos sealed deck from that that what uh, event. Um, I just got such a kick out of that deck. I don't even care. Like, I love I mean, how you
1: hated the deck when you first built it. Too. Oh, dude! I,
0: like, I'm like this. I'm like, oh my god, this deck is a garbage fire. I shouldn't be playing aggro in this in this format and stuff like that. And then after I play my first game, I'm like, I can just punish people for stumbling really bad. Yep. Because, like. Going into it, it's like, I mean, you know, my second Chaos Seal was, um, uh, you know, blue-red blue, blue red, splashing black, <laughs> and um, with two Niv-Mizzets. Um, yep. <laughs> and so it was like, you know.
1: Which is more what people expect in that kind of format. Yeah.
0: But, like, basically, I would just punish people for not hitting their, like, hitting their land drops. And that's what I, I'm like, oh, this works, I guess. And, yeah, Heroic Reinforcements is a stupid card. Yep, heroic reinforcements with Valorant Akros is this just an absurd like combination of cards. Like, yep. like, my opponent that one turn, they were just like, you know, because it was like the turn before I was like, Valorant Akros, and I played a, uh, um, the three mana or the make three, Hord- go- two gumbo, hoardling outburst. And and we we like he was like, Does that trigger each time for each token and stuff like that? I'm like, I think so. We actually had a judge come over and the judge is like, Yeah, it triggers for each one. And then like the next turn, I'm like or no, was it the same turn? It was the same turn. yeah, it was the same because I did that and we had the judge come over and then the same then we're like, Okay, we said a lot, but then I'm like heroic reinforces, they're like, Okay, pack <laughs> <Backing> it in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the judge himself chimed in, he's like, Oh, that's a lot of triggers. Yeah, he's
0: like, Oh, that's a lot of triggers, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that deck was just absurd and fun.
1: Casual plus six, plus six your team.
0: Yeah, casual plus six, plus six, your team with haste. Yep. Taste it, yeah. Like oh.
1: 30 Sick. damage with no other creatures in play off of triggers alone.
0: Yeah, it was good. And it good. was good. It, it felt really, really good. And the fact that, like, I beat the guy playing the fatty, fatty boom, boom deck was just for the um last round was just great.
2: Because
0: one game I crushed him because he was super greedy on mana. Yep. And then the next game he was able to stabilize, but I'm, um, uh, I kind of got it. I don't, like, I, I think I... Played that last game pretty well, which was which got me out of it. So, um, yeah. So that was sweet. So we just had to talk about some other decks because it's like,
1: all right. So those weren't his favorite decks of the year. Just gonna point that out.
0: The favorite favorite deck of the year, Uh, favorite favorite standard deck of all time for me too. And I love heroic. Yep. Like I loved that deck. And anybody who has listened to our podcast once, uh, for like five minutes. (laughs) <laughs> will know what this deck is. It is Black Green Constrictor. Yeah, it is, it is also, BG Danger Noodle, yes. Yeah,
1: also affectionately known as Danger Noodle. It
0: is, dude, this is the Danger noodle deck ever. Like, I don't even care. Like, this, oh my god. John, it, thank you so much for letting me play this deck.
1: It is so disappointing that we found so many Danger Noodle memes after this deck rotated out.
0: I was so mad when you started posting them like because I'm like I'm like where were these a month ago? Like where were they? Oh my god.
2: Uh, but like
0: like goddamn this deck. Like Oh, what? Oh. Like I mean as I said before the like the worst card we were playing in that deck was Jade Light Ranger. Yep. And Jade Light Ranger is a really good
1: card. <laughs> like it's a really really good card. You know. Yep. So like like it is literally oh. format defining right now. Yeah,
0: like, like it's it's just that, and like we're like, well, we'll play two. Like, I, did we cut cut them?
1: Yeah, we cut them for four. So so we main decked four Brontons instead because yeah. of the mono red matchup.
0: Yeah, uh, like we eventually ended up cutting the card, but like for a long time we were playing it, and we're like, yeah, this is, you know Jade Light Ranger is just not good enough for this deck.
1: Yeah. Like uh, wh- what? Like, <laughs> it, mind you. Its minimum floor was a three mana two one that drew you two cards. A three mana three two that drew you a card or a three mana four three. Yeah. If you had a constrictor in play, it was a three mana two one that drew you two cards. A three mana four three that drew you a card or a three mana six five.
0: Yeah. And we're just like, nah. (laughs)
1: That wasn't good enough.
0: That was not good enough. Like... You know, you were talking about Glint Sleep Siphoner, like, we obviously played that card in this deck, uh, uh, but, like, and you said how, like, that card, like, sometimes you just felt like you were cheating. Yep. Like, this deck, you're just, like, like, this isn't even fair. Like, you would have no. certain, you're, you'd have certain draws, and you're, like, like, this cannot be legal. Like, I don't get how this is legal, but it totally <laughs> was, like, and it's, like, what, is my, what does my opponent get to do? Like... Yeah, like, like, oh my god, Walking Ballista, like, as, as we said, like, Verder is Gear hulk. like, I remember reading that card and being like, oh, this is a, like, a shit card, like.
1: Yeah, I read it, I'm like, oh, look, yeah. another big, dumb, green idiot. Like, I'm like, oh, look, your... another big,
0: dumb, green idiot that's not going to see any play because big, dumb, green idiots suck, and that card was stupid, like, that yeah. card was just the brokenest stupid shit ever, and it was so great, oh my god, like, like playing, playing that onto a board with Snake, and you're just like all my guys get two tokens, attack you for lethal, like...
1: Yeah, like, everything about this deck, if you completely removed the actual card Winding Constrictor from the deck, it was a still-functional deck.
0: Like, the card was... Yeah, like, the deck was... The deck went from doing stuff that made you feel like you were constantly cheating to just good. Yes. Like, and that's saying something, like...
1: Yeah, like... The deck didn't need a constrictor, this no. constrictor just supercharged it ridiculously, and I think that 's why this deck was so amazing when yeah. we played it where it's like you don't need to find the namesake card, but if you do, dear God, oh
0: yeah, like you just like, as a, oh it, oh my God, I just want to play this deck again, like it was so good it was it felt so damn good playing this deck. it was just just an ass beating like uh.
1: Yeah.
0: It, this yeah.
1: this deck was honestly a front runner for my favorite deck also. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah, I I, here. I decided to choose a different one because <laughs> one I didn't want to talk yeah. about the same thing as Fletcher because what? we Dude's I already beaten this to death. <laughs> yeah. I already was going to. But and this technically counts mm-hmm. because yeah, counts. this deck actually gained a new card. Mm-hmm. this year yes it did so, and i play one in the main and one in the sideboard mm-hmm. and outside of playing against the burn deck <laughs> i was undefeated at the grand prix with it and that was my legacy goblins deck
0: i wouldn't have dropped a game if i was not an idiot no that was a different that was against death shadow never mind
1: yeah that was against death shadow okay <laughs> here's the thing yep. about legacy goblins I get to play it, like, twice a year, if that, if I'm lucky.
0: If you're lucky, yeah.
1: But my god, when I play it, I feel like I am transcending my normal magic playing ability. Dude. I know exactly (sighs) what I want and what I want to do. I know exactly what my outs are. Like, I have built that deck, and I have worked on that deck, and I have modified that deck a lot ever since I first made it. I have I have not de-sleeved it since the first time I ever built it. <laughs> I don't ever intend to. Cause why would I? Yeah, right. It is hands down my favorite deck to play in all of magic. Fair enough. Which is saying something. There's a lot of decks that I have played through the years that I adored. Oh yes. Like Blue Black Control, my god Me and Ashiok.
2: Life mates, right
1: there. But, Legacy Goblins has just resonated with me for so long, and I, the fact that I went 3-0 at that Legacy side event felt so good.
0: Yeah, even even if you could just run my ass over.
1: Yeah, The fact that to this day, I am undefeated against lands. (laughs) That, yeah, like, the... That
0: deck was probably responsible for like one of the best games of magic I have seen you play. Yeah. Like oh my god, that like and I only caught game three. Yep. <laughs> like and I watched it I was and it was like like that was that was a friggin' chess match. Yep. Like, oh my god, you're so <laughs> Like good. Like,
1: I, like I'm not kidding. I honestly think that when I play Legacy Goblins, like when I'm playing for like stakes, I play that deck better than any deck I've ever played before.
0: I, I would agree from watching you. Like I have seen you like you just have yep. that deck, man. Like I, I don't it's absurd. Like I don't get it.
1: And like I'm I'm taking into account that matchup where literally twenty people at FM were watching me play rally. Yeah. Like I it's it's the perfect poster child for Legacies about learning a deck yeah. and mastering. <laughs> And like but, yeah, I, yeah. I know that I have bad matchups. Mm-hmm. I know that there are some things I can't beat, but by God, I know what my outs are.
0: Yeah, and I will find them. Like, yeah, like I, I, I watched that rally game, man. Like, and that was some, that was some tight magic. Like, that was that was a, a mind melting game. Yeah, like your your lands matchup that I watched that one time was a thing of beauty. Like that <laughs> game was. Just like literally there like we were talking about it after and it's like the land you fetched on turn one changed the entire game. Yep. And like that was very intentional too.
1: Absolutely. Like
0: it wasn't just like you just fetched and like grabbed some land. Like it was like that whole thing was just no. it was just, uh, just insane.
1: I made damn sure that I was gonna hunt down that Mirage Mountain <laughs> because I didn't need to fetch another colored swords because I already had a cavern of souls in hands.
2: (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, it was just. Oh my god! But yeah, I I totally understand that too. Like, I I enjoy watching you play goblins. Honestly, I do not enjoy having it played against me in some matches. (laughs) I can tell you (laughs) that. Although Uh, against Burn, I'm kind of okay. If I'm playing Burn, I'm kind of okay with that.
1: That's just because you're (laughs) favored. Yeah. Exactly. But... I will find some way of mana red hating you out. I don't know what it's gonna be, but I'll find something.
0: I mean, you splash white in that deck, don't you?
1: I'm not playing Helix Salve. Warmth. I'm not playing that. That costs three mana. <laughs> oh, that's Pretty way sure. too much, yeah. No, maybe Chill's three. Maybe Warmth is only two. I
0: think Warmth is only two. still bad.
1: Warmth. GG. I mean, yeah. Classic stick edition originally printed into... Oh, no, it's only two mana. Yep. Whenever an opponent casts a red spell, you gain two life. Uh, Yep.
0: warmth. (laughs) But...
1: I would just play Dragon Claw before I play that, though, so... Mm -hmm. Which would also be funny. That would be funny.
0: (laughs) I think we actually did that as our super sick burn tech, but... (laughs) One time. Okay. Once. So... All right, John. What was it? all right? Most memorable moment of twenty eighteen. So I'll I'll just get mine out of the way. We actually talked about it recently, yep. um, and I am still really proud of it, even though my performance was at the actual event was not particularly good. Uh, it was qualifying for the invitational. Yep. Like I I still am very very proud of of taking down that standard event. I know for most people it's like whatever it's a standard event blah 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 like, but I don't know I. I was very proud of how I played at that event. I was very proud of my, you know, of qualifying for the invitational. I was just of the, of the work I put in on arena beforehand and everything. Like it, it just, it was really satisfying. I don't know. I, I still am just like kind of a glow because of that. It's like, you know, at, at the invitational, I took ninth. So I missed top eight by one spot. Um, I don't regret what I did you know I don't regret the invitational either and stuff like that. Like I, I think I did okay ish at least. Like I think I played pretty good and mm-hmm. just I just got beat. Like, you know, my my opponent had the um uh oh no, I can't remember the card. The red Was white it thing. modern? Yeah, the modern oh, one. Yeah, deflecting palm Defli- yeah, deflecting palm against my kill for infect. Which, yep. which it happens. They had it like Shrug, you know, I don't regret that, but like, just like getting there was really, really satisfying, and I'm still kind of riding that high a little bit to some degree, even of just qualifying, even though it was yeah, a long, long time ago.
1: I mean, everything about you qualifying was so satisfying for me. <laughs> like, yeah, that was like that was like the culmination of everything I had done with you up until that point. Also, because yeah. like a you were literally playing my deck Mm -hmm. i had been watching over your shoulder for months yeah while you played black green constrictor on arena yep like sometimes literally most of the times figuratively yeah
2: just through just like
1: (laughs) yeah just like coaching you through the lines and telling you what you should be doing and why you should be doing them and like why all this stuff happened and then it's just like, oh, you get to play in person. This is a fifteen card sideboard. I know you've never experienced this before, but you can make your mediocre matchups even better.
0: Yeah, that's what I said was saying too, like with Snake. It's like I had never played a ma- I've never played an event with a sideboard with that deck either. Mm-hmm. Like everything I'd played was straight at mainboard, and it's like it's like I get to play another game and make my deck better. How is this even fair for my opponent? <laughs> like it was just stupid, like I don't know, and I I felt like I did really well adapting during that event too and stuff because I ran into that um uh gift of the godfather deck with that was like the mono red one with god, yep. like with the god like and I thought it was mono red and I had to like like shift and change my game plan mid game and like you know after after sideboarding and stuff like that and still managed to pull it out like it, you know it was. I don't. Know, I just felt really, really good about how I played at that event, too, yeah. and stuff like that. So a lot of that just, you know, was really satisfying for me.
1: You but. you did get kind of lucky in that matchup. Oh, in the dude, back yeah. It was like, since he was a mono-red version of Godfaroah's Gift, mm-hmm. your sideboard strategy against both is board in the other two thrashing Brontodons anyways. Mm-hmm. So that just really helped yeah, you. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> so.
0: Like I, I, I got lucky, obviously. Like I think, yeah. Like I'm not going to deny that at all. But like I still feel like I, I did play well. Yeah. Too, but
1: you did, you played it very well. And like I, I was watching it because he had the, the Banefire in hands, and like you were so close to just getting out of Banefire range, and I'm just like, you can get there. I have faith. See the lines. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was. I really enjoyed watching you qualify, just because. Everything about that was like, it was basically a victory for me, just as it was for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and we we've beaten that to death too, and stuff on another episode. Yep. So, but. all right, John, what was what was your most memorable moment? <laughs>
1: oh boy. <laughs> so, <laughs> just
0: I'll edit whatever needs to be edited.
1: <laughs> so this this is a moment that I don't actually think most people have heard about.
0: I, not, I I'm think, not sure. Maybe maybe we
1: brought it up, but. As as mentioned, me and Fletcher played a lot of Magic Arena yep. quotations together. Yep. Oh God, where did I press? Okay, it went away. <laughs> um, we and as we've previously stated, it used to be block constructed. Hmm. Uh, Ixalan block constructed to be specific. Yep. We played a lot of block constructed. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> and it was awesome. Ix- yep. I loved the Exelon block constructed format actually.
1: Yeah, it was actually like that was the shining grace of Ixelon mm-hmm. was the block constructed format. We really enjoyed it. Yep. And Fletcher had his Esper deck. Yep. And I had a Jund deck.
0: Yep. That eventually I copied.
1: Yep. Eventually basically. Fletcher copied it. I gave him my list. I showed him I explained it to him. And like we were sitting and watching and I was sitting and watching and he was playing a game against a control deck. <laughs> and like the game's really, really close our opponent's at like 4 life and it's like everything's going on and it's like we're so close to winning but we're not quite there yep. and then his control opponent taps out for something I don't remember what it was if I'm yep. completely honest I don't I remember no what idea. it was either I have no idea but they tapped out yep. and they were at 4 life <laughs> and I'm like man It'd be really, really good if you drew your recover for that charging monster store in your graveyard. Yep, we have exactly eight mana in play. Yep. <laughs> so here is the thing that I pointed out so, so many times: if we had Fletcher's luck and my skill combined, we'd be pro tour champions. <laughs> uh. I am the stone cold. Master of called shotting Fletcher's top decks. <laughs> this all started in this moment. Yep. Where I called shotted that recover, the one of in the deck, mind you.
0: The one of recover in the deck.
1: The one of recover to go <laughs> along with the one of charging monster sword in the graveyard. <laughs> and I'm like, just hit, reco- like, if you hit recover, we win the game. Lo and behold, Richard draws his card for the turn. It's recover, and I shit you not, I scream at the top of my lungs. Get f-ed opponent! Yes, it's just like
0: I'm... Your response is so good. It's like boom, the recover comes up. You're like
1: yeah, get f-ed opponent, get. F-ed. Like it was so good. Like you were, oh. and like I'm yelling so loudly that I wake up my roommate. <laughs> She thinks something happened. Yeah, she thinks like, something wrong is like wrong. she thinks something went wrong. Uh. And like and like Fletcher is cackling like a madman uh. as I'm screaming. Yeah. <laughs> Cause for those who know me, I'm usually a relatively composed person.
0: Oh yeah, you are. And you just said absolutely natter biscuits.
1: <laughs> every once in a while the red gets out. Uh. And I have a very, very Emotional reaction to something. <laughs> in this case, that emotional reaction was unbridled joy at our opponent screwing up <laughs> and tapping out.
2: Oh,
1: shit. And we murdered their face in with uh, a charging it, monster sword. And it
0: was so satisfying. Oh, I love charging so monster So satisfying.
1: <laughs> that card is underplayed. Just saying.
0: It totally is. That card was... is. I love that card.
1: I, I'm not joking when I say that card is basically Reality Smasher.
0: Yeah, it kind of is.
1: Like, hoorah.
0: hoorah. All Charging right. <laughs> <Get> <laughs> <about it>. Yeah. <laughs> Got some editing to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, okay. So, John, biggest disappointment. Um, mine's really quick, actually. I'll just go with it. You know, i am I'm actually disappointed of going one and three at the GP. Um, I feel like I played really sloppy, and I felt like I could have done better. I would, I like to have gotten a, snuck another win in there, I guess. Um, and I think I probably could have, but yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I am disappointed by that.
1: Yeah, I I it was unfortunate, but like you said before. It's in a format you didn't really play with a deck you didn't really get to play much. Yeah. Like, you played three matches with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, shit happens. Yeah,
0: I know, but I'm still kind of disappointed. But...
1: Yeah. Mine is also kind of relatively short to explain. Um, for the Dungeons and Invitational that happened for Core 19, mm-hmm. uh, it was the first Invitational Top 8. That I missed out on after, ever since my first top eight ever
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it kind of hit me harder than it probably should have like it was just a lot of variants I got ninth on breakers
0: oh yeah <laughs> like okay <laughs> I fl-
1: I played to my outs I didn't quite get there and like the invitational matters a lot to me yeah I've made I've made no secrets about this it's how I am it's what it is to me and I just felt shitty Mm -hmm. when i didn't make it but i mean variance happens i did what i could do whatever yeah i got over it eventually but that was my biggest disappointment of the year
0: but okay all right uh lesson we learned this year um i'm gonna start out uh i learned a lot about drafting this year actually uh having you be able to sit over my shoulder Mm -hmm. and like be able to work through stuff with you has been has gone a long way man like I'm not super good by any means, but I have come miles from the last time I played standard. Uh-huh. Like or like played regularly and stuff. Like it's I I am so much better. It's ridiculous. But I had a lot of drafting problems and some of the like I got to learn a lot just having you talk over my shoulder and tell me what to do and like noticing when I screw up by myself and everything. Uh, I mean and some of the thing big things were like one is knowing when to commit, like when to commit to a to a color like or and and commit to color pairs and stuff like that. Like I I would tend to sit on the fence too long and have just this wishy washy deck and then not really get there in pack the second half of pack two or in pack three. Um, yeah, and also the other thing is is putting on the big boy pants and picking what you need and not what you want.
1: <laughs> like, what do you mean I shouldn't pick the third divination?
0: I mean, well, yeah, you know. <laughs> Like, there, there's cards that I really overvalue and will take too many of, and, like, sometimes you just need the mediocre 2-drop, you know? Yep. And, like, learning that and what decks things go in and everything has been really big for me, and I've come a long way. I still have a long, 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 long way to go. Like,
1: you know. Let's be honest. Everyone including me, has a long, 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 long way yeah, to
0: Yeah, I got more than most, but, like you know, it's it's still, I've, I've made some, I've, I've got a lot of lessons, and it's really, it's been helpful, but,
1: yeah. Uh, my lesson, I, I didn't really know what to put here, and then I kind of just, I kind of, I think I figured out what it is, and my lesson is sample size. <laughs> I don't really play that much Magic, If I'm like, I play (laughs) for I like if for to an outside observer, I play a lot of magic. Like, I'm there almost every FNM, almost every Saturday. I commonly go to Commander, yep, but I don't play that much at magic. And like, and this is in regards to the Obs on Angels deck. Yeah,
0: I I, like when I finally saw this on the list, I'm like, that's very insightful,
1: actually. (laughs) Yeah, and like, it was this big thing, you know, where. I had played a Friday and a Saturday with the deck,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or a Saturday and a Friday in that order, and I 7-0'd with the deck. You played the deck, you went three o with the deck, and I was like, I think this deck's good. And I didn't really put much more work into it, and I think I should have. Mm-hmm. I still don't know what changes could have been made to the deck. Maybe the deck was honestly just like...
0: Not good enough.
1: Maybe the, yeah, maybe the deck just did not have a high enough ceiling. Maybe it should have been something like Boros Angels instead or something along those lines. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't think i put in enough time with the Ops Ob- on the Angels list. I think I grew complacent. I think the deck... I should have tried to see if there were improvements that could be made. Yeah, But I still don't know what they would have been because, if I'm completely honest, I've kind of just been off the deck ever since the Grand Prix.
0: Yeah. Like I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed the deck still, and I still enjoyed yeah. playing it on Arena.
1: I mean, it's the thing is, it's it's one of those decks that like it's never it was never a deck that was going to hold my attention for very long.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I built the deck with the intent of it being a metagame call,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was very good for the few weeks, which is usually what metagame call decks are. Mm-hmm. They're good for a few weeks, yeah, and that's what it was, and then it kind of just got eh, yeah. And now I'm playing an Izzet deck with my it lands wearing my it shirt with my
0: <laughs> on brand. Yeah.
1: I, I am on brand. <laughs> yeah. I think
0: that was a really good thing though. Like uh, that was you yeah. know interesting. Like I don't,
2: know.
1: I don't I've said before I think very very highly of myself. Mm-hmm. I think a key part of thinking highly of yourself is being self having enough self-respect and The ability to be introspective enough to know when you screwed up. Oh yeah, I I just know I didn't put enough time in. Yeah. Mm So
0: I mean, yeah, you can't you can't get better if you just ignore that stuff. So no, but it's cool. All right. So, thing you are most excited for next year?
1: Man, this was a really really tough one to figure out. We
0: put down the same thing.
1: Yeah. Should be a surprise to, you once again, absolutely no one. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: So, I mean, Arena is going to be, I think, is going to be phenomenal in the coming year. Yes. Like, we're, I'm going to get to experience so much more of Magic because of Arena, and that makes me excited.
1: Uh, yeah, like, I, I've said before, I don't play much Arena. <laughs> I have not logged on in weeks. But that's just because of, like, I I very, very much enjoy the social aspect of <laughs> Magic. But I watch a shit ton of Fletcher playing Arena. Uh-huh. That's,
0: like, some of the most fun, actually, for me, too. Is
1: Yeah, so like, I enjoy the social aspects. Like, every once in a while, i am be like, man, I really feel like playing a game. Like, if I miss FNM and I can't get to the Saturday one, I'm almost always playing Magic that Saturday on Arena <laughs> just because... I want to play Magic. It is a competitive outlet for me. Mm-hmm. And, but like and like I put a lot of money into Arena and stuff like that. And, but and you know, even though I don't play it that much because like I I actively want Arena to succeed. Yeah. I would be shocked if it didn't.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like Hearthstone is still a very very successful video game. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. It has it it is dipping down in how much people play and how much people watch streams and yada yada yada. Like it has limitations on how far it can go just because of how the game is designed. Mm-hmm. Like it started being this huge thing because Blizzard just makes excellent games. Oh yeah. They do Blizzard had the Behemoth, that was the World of Warcraft fan base. To get interested in Hearthstone. And boy howdy did it take off. Mm -hmm. But Hearthstone does get boring after a while. Magic has a 25 year pedigree. Of being a mainstay. And moving into the Hearthstone-esque area. Is the natural progression for it. And I don't see it failing.
0: It's still doing well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I cannot imagine Arena failing for as long as Magic is a thing.
0: Yeah, I mean they would have to really dick something up. Yeah, and like people complain about everything with Arena. If they think of something, they can they'll complain about it. And well, some of the like criticisms I think are probably some of them may be accurate. I think I think a lot of them probably aren't. Also, but I'm um, uh, yep, I think. Magic for all its flaws is still just a phenomenal game, and presenting it the way that Arena does is just going to be nothing but successful. And also, yeah. the esports stuff that they've done—it looks like they're getting off on the right foot with that.
1: Absolutely, the Mythic Championship or whatever the, they're the calling Mythic it, Championship,
0: and then the contracts for people.
1: Yeah, like that's like
0: like that's one of those things that like I saw and I'm like, did they just do something that seems right? Like. <laughs> well i mean and like, we're used to we're used to watsi doing things and being like god damn it what are you thinking And then they backpedal and change something
1: yeah and, this and it's like, you, like
0: it, it seems like yeah i'll just interrupt you again um that's this, fine this I, i'm used to it yeah i know this, and this thing it seems like it's like they kind of got it right on the first go
1: <laughs> absolutely and they're doing it right mm-hmm. because apparently what happened is they they actually offered the two the top 32 people who are part of the Mystic Championship, mm-hmm. they offer them two separate contracts. Yep, One of which is just for being the top 32 players. No one knows the specifics of these yep. two contracts. The other one is a contract for streaming Arena. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what they're streaming on Arena. They just have to stream Arena. These are two separate contracts, and combined, they are valued at $75,000. Which is
0: a decent payday, man. Like
1: <laughs> That is a really good payday. Like, we don't know how much of that is just for being top 32 versus how much of that is being paid for Streaming Arena.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, I don't know. I know... And apparently, some people actually turned down the contracts originally. Yep. Like, out of the 32 people offered it, two people turned it down, and yep. two other people got it instead.
0: Yeah, and I, I think they picked the right way to choose the people. They're just like, yeah. we're gonna pick the top 32 people, because that's how many people we want.
1: Yep. Like And then... <laughs> the the two who turned it down, uh, they then offered it to like the top pro point earners for two for the Asia Pacific and J- Japanese. Yeah, just to like spread out to the uh, you know spread out <laughs> to more cultures to try and diversify it yeah. more because that's another big thing that people complain about is the fact that it's so easy for Americans to do yeah. well at magic and it's so much harder for other regions. Yeah. Well they're fixing that. So <laughs> it's
0: yeah, it it's one of those things that's like this is astounding. Like it's it's like how are you going to dick it up now? Like that's yeah. what we're thinking. we're some... waiting for the shoe to drop. We, we are, like to some degree because it feels like that's to some to what happens, you know. And maybe this is just finally we're hitting the payoff for all the bullshit we've been putting up with. Yeah. Cuz I mean, there's been some stuff going on for the last couple years where it's like you're like really guys? Really, guys. Really, guys. And then, like, maybe this is it. Maybe, like, maybe this is finally. It's like the stuff coming together. At least was, I'm going to hope that. Yeah, I won't hold my so, breath because you know.
1: <laughs> I will say, my favorite thing about all this is that. So he obviously earned his spot mm-hmm. by being who he is and what he's done. Yep, and the fact that he was one of the top thirty-two players. Yep, it's so. Like it makes me smile more than it probably should by the fact that Jerry T is one of those th- top thirty-two players. Oh, really? The man who literally sat out of worlds to protest the pro scene
2: uh-huh. and
1: how he think that it was how he it was how he just thought it was not going well. Yep. And he wanted there to be improvements. Uh-huh. He now has a contract for seventy-five thousand dollars from Watsi. Yep. And like it. It would have been really, really bad publicity for Watsi if they didn't offer him a contract, since he is easy in the top 32 players by points this year, right? But you could almost see someone doing it. Yeah. And it would have been a garbage fire. Yeah. But someone put on their big boy pants, realized that holding grudges is not a good idea. Yep. And they're like, here, we're trying to make this work. Yep like props to Watsi on all of that props to Watsi for just finally getting off their asses and making arena yeah like this like, is sorely needed yeah and like so many people are making are complaining about things in arena but here's the thing there are thousands of people who bitch about magic online every day mm-hmm. and there are thousands of people who will log back on to magic online in a week
0: yeah it's it's really like, funny like as soon as, like, Arena was, like, really available for people, it was... People were just extolling the virtues of uh, Magic Online. That yeah. They would literally bitch about the problem, like, the day before kind of thing. Like, you know, it's just like, god damn. They just want, they just want to find something to bitch about is what it is. Yeah. But, all right.
1: People are dumb.
0: Yeah, so. All right. So... Not really a magic New Year's resolution, but what's your goal for next year? Um, I I really just kind of limited mine. The last set just made me really realize what some something I'm missing, and as I've been growing and everything, um, I'm gonna make an effort to actually get better at learning to draft synergy formats. Like, I want to work at this. So proud of you! Like, I really this is something I do need to work on though, because I am very much a meat and potato drafter. Like. I just want to. I want to stack a good cards, and I want to smack my opponent in the face until they die. Like, when it comes to putting pieces together and everything, I'm not super great at it. Like, I can pick, I can do some of them a little bit. Like, some of the Dominaria stuff, I was okay at. Like, you know, like the Wizard's deck, I realized that, like, hey, I want to draft Run Amok. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, or a uh, uh, Warlord. Yeah. Or, no, the, the the one mana like draw card, your guys get trampled or something like that.
1: Yeah, Warlord's Fear.
0: That's what I'm thinking of. Like that card's not very good. But like in that deck I, it's great.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean that's one of those things. Like in so many of your solo Dominaria drafts, you drop draft Black White. Yep. Because it's a it's pile the... of good cards that yep. happen to work well together.
0: Exactly. And that's super easy for me to do. Like it's just really like, easy for me to get there.
1: The second Dominaria draft we did together, we drafted wizards. Yep. And it was so I'm like this is what we want. Yep. And then we crushed with a pile of garbage
0: yeah we we beeped on the jeeped, I'm a jeeped. Um, pretty good so but Ravnica the, this Ravnica has really made me realize that it's like I need to understand how these other how, how pieces fit together a little better yeah. like considering my draft strategy for it is force Demir. hope I have a better one than my opponent like it's just not a viable strategy <laughs> no you know so but so that's me
1: on the plus side arena is gonna make that a lot easier yep it will because you'll get to actually draft so yep exactly my goal is a little bit more i don't even know how to word it (laughs) it's it's interesting it's not it's a lot it's gonna be a lot harder to work on if i'm completely honest yeah and I don't even know how to go about it. But it's a goal. But Got to start I know it's I know it's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And as I've already said, the invitational is the most important magic thing I play in. Mm-hmm. It is the largest tournament in the area. And I just wanna make it more prestigious. Like make it matter to I, people. I want it to matter. I want people to want to show up for reasons, right? Like I want it to be this big thing that like, it should be the culmination of everything we've done in the, whatever set that just came out. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I want it to pull people in. I want people, I I want it to, I want it to not only fill up. I want people to be actively competing for wildcard slots. Yeah. Like I want it to matter. And I don't know how I'm going to go about that. I've already berated the last champion for not smiling when he got his picture taken like an idiot. <laughs>
0: he's your fr- like, he's your friend though, so it's okay. He's
1: my he's my friend. I'm allowed I'm allowed to berate him.
0: But like You were really just, mad about that. I was oh, I'm were, not going
1: to I wasn't furious, but I was close. Like you were I was
0: like I was like yeah, the fact that he did not smile in his picture. Like you were yeah. mad. Like I was I was like slightly impressed at how mad you were.
1: <laughs> like there was pro- some of that was probably carry over from like the disappointing experience I had in the top eight, yeah, but like there was just it just bothered me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I want the I want it to matter so much, and I know it's gonna take more than just me i've I've actually been talking to Mason about possible changes that might be happening. And it's like I just I want it to matter. That's yeah. literally all I want.
0: <laughs> and we I mean, we've talked about things too and stuff, but yeah. You know, it's, so it'll be interesting to see what happens if you know some of the, some of the stuff you've talked to him about happens, yeah. or if i uh, some of the stuff we talked about happens. But we'll, we'll yeah. have to, we like, we'll have to see.
1: The winner literally gets their name on the wall and. The wall currently stretches back six years. Mm-hmm. That's saying something. Yeah. Like that is six years of history. Mm-hmm. People should care. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. So like that's all that's all I want.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? Like, how many people who play against uh, Logan even know that he's a first ever invitational champion? Yeah. <laughs> like not as many as as should Mm -hmm. like when he came back to magic and his literal round one first round opponent was me who was the active defending invitational champion i thought that was sweet i pointed it out to him i'm like i'm the defending champion the first ever champion let's do this shit he's like this is awesome it's like i want things like that to be known Mm -hmm. right like you know maybe i'm just trying to toot my own horn or something like that because i mean that's what you, you know. want
0: to like to some degree like yeah. you, like trophies matter as you said
1: yeah like trophies matter but trophies only matter if people other people think they matter yeah right like you know i have this i have a really sweet ass looking playmat and i'm going to play with a playmat to show people my sweet playmat but if people if people don't think the earning of that playmat mattered it's like You don't get me wrong, I still get satisfaction over looking at my playmats, Mm -hmm. but I want other people to also think my playmats are sweet.
2: Okay.
0: (laughs) All right, well, there's our, I'm uh, looking back and looking forward, I guess, for 2018 into 2019, but, well, as I said, 2018 was a good magic year.
1: Yep. And it's honestly only looking up for me. It so. really
0: is, honestly. Like I'm, I'm excited for 2019. Um, you know, I'm hoping I get to uh, play some more Magic and everything. Like if I could qualify for an Invitational next year, that'd be sweet too. But we'll have to really see about that. Like it's kind of getting to that point where it's like I can, I kind of have a little, little more time for some of this stuff, but. Um it really really kind of depends with <laughs> other things. Of course, with the job change, who knows, but or upgrade air quotes, but um yeah, so
1: I don't know. Still debating that one. Well yeah, jury's out. yeah, we'll we'll see how,
0: how much I like it, but no okay. Um but yeah. So yeah, if you guys want to shoot us some feedback, you can send us an email to the local meta at gmail.com. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter at the local meta PC. Uh, the website, you can catch everything, including the um, uh, invite link to our Discord channel. Um, you can find that um, at thelocalmeta.com, which is where we have all of our good stuff here. And I still got to get things. Maybe that should be my resolution for 2019 is to get, <laughs> to get everything finished up with the bios and stuff. But
1: Yeah, I got it. You're
0: also insubordinate, but
1: eventually you'll just write your own
0: eventually i will
1: it'll probably be insulting and i'll probably be okay with it yeah yeah i know
0: but (laughs) all right john you got anything else before we wrap it up nah all right i'm good cool so we will catch you next time